0: the police, 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 the
1: The police, 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 the I have my mic off. There it is. Hey, Vortex, what's up? It's been a very long time since I was like, let me go live. And of course, Vortex is always here. Vortex, I hope that you are well. And I think my stream is slowing down. uh it should be good now so can i pop out chat This is so annoying. Next time I'm leaving this in regular OBS. I am probably not going to use Streamlabs. Okay. Yeah. I do hear myself. All right. Cool. Uh, But, yeah, next time I think I should just use OBS rather than um, Streamlabs OBS. All right, cool. As long as you're doing your best, Vortex, that's all that counts. Um, You know you have me and Ravage if you ever uh, need anything or to vent and stuff. So, you know, we'll be there for you. And it's definitely been a long time since I decided to want to stream. And Vortex is going to learn a lot about what I've been doing uh, for the past couple of weeks. And all the fun stuff. And it's cool that I get to have like the topic set up so that way everyone knows what we're going to be talking about. And this is the first edition of the Marie Shadows show, which anything can happen. This is where... Anything I want to talk about can happen on here. If I want to have uh, my buddies come on here, they're more than welcome to. I just wanted to do the first episode of me just talking about my experience at MOW. And MOW stands for Major League Wrestling. And then New Japan Pro Wrestling with their G1. Because we have an exciting, historical, groundbreaking moment that happened. In the beginning of that episode, of today's episode, really. And it's one of those, like, what the hell just happened? It's one of those where New Japan tends to give you guys surprises. I do think that the G1 in total is having successful matches. And, um... And stuff. So it's very successful. It may not be a vintage G1 to you guys, but it's definitely having successful matches given the restraints that Japan has right now. Uh, Yep. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I am, like, the right person to, like, teach about wrestling. Um, I look at it and kind of uh, dissected uh, like no one else. Um, And of course, on the side, you can see the chat commands list. So if you guys ever want to know what the chat commands are, it's here. It's, you know, you can put it in the chat with the exclamation point following the word. Um, I like to welcome everybody as well. Just make sure that they're all doing good before, like, I jump into the topics and hopefully like I stay on topic but yeah you're not you guys are not going to get me to stay on topic this is a very informal um, format that I'll be following for these live events that I do Uh, this is the first one I just have to work up the nerve to continue to do it I feel a lot more comfortable just doing the regular podcast episodes and then appearing on other podcasts or shows just to talk about wrestling but Overall, like, I got to get over myself and get over my thoughts and stuff. Because sometimes overthinking just just does not do wonders. Um, so, I'm a lot more professional when it comes to, like, me doing it by myself without a camera on. But this is definitely going to be, like, unscripted and all puns intended, raw and everything like that. Uh... As you can tell, like all my thoughts are like scattered. I don't even have like a game plan for this. I just tend to do things because I love that I love this business. Um, but I just tend to do things that make me happy and stuff like that. Um, this makes me happy just talking about wrestling and having a platform to do that. And I definitely do not have a co host. I do not know if I want a co host. So um, if anybody out there might want to send me a DM asking for that, the answer right now would probably be no because I'm, I'm so used to doing everything on my own where I can control it and, you know, dictate how I want things to go. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm not open to probably having a co-host if you think that I might need one. I, I may need one. But at the time, at this time, no. Uh, but as I get more comfortable with this, I don't mind having a roundtable Uh, With my friends And we do that And we somehow try to do that Uh, But yeah, it's just all about like reaching out And making sure that I'm not like Overworking myself with um, All the podcasts that I have to do For my own show So obviously if you are a First time person watching The Marie Shadow Show and then Trying to know who I am and what I do So let's just get that out of the way I guess, I guess we're still on the first one Of like, welcome everybody So I am Marie Shadows, I am a storyteller And I was once a WWE employee That didn't pan out, but it's all good I got the experience So now I basically do podcast shows I have the Square Circle podcast That covers mainstream wrestling Such as AEW, Impact Wrestling New Japan Pro Wrestling, MOW to that list And even talk about my WWE days Unfortunately, I do not add Ring of Honor to that Because I really don't uh, keep up with it at all I know it's still around, but unfortunately, I just don't keep up with it. Um, The Square Circle podcast originally was supposed to be about not only covering mainstream wrestling, but to also interview wrestlers. But again, I just need to get over myself. Um, I have been doing a very good job of doing the vlogs. So on the YouTube side, uh, what you're watching right now, I have... Uh, the Ring Crew vlog, which is all my vlogs about me going to the indie circuit and trying to help out the best I can, trying to put over my wrestling buddies as best I can, having them on there, doing impromptu interviews and asking them random questions that are not wrestling related. So that's what, that has been helping me out of my shell and out of my shyness and starstruck to actually, you know, talk to wrestlers because everyone is a human, but, you know, People just tend to be a lot more approachable, and I tend to be a lot more shy. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't talk to this person. When I'm like, yeah, I could, I could. I've noticed that when I was at MoW that I can talk to people and um, have fun and shit like that. Like, if if it's a good atmosphere, then I'll be okay. If it's a shit atmosphere, then like, not fuck that. Like, nothing's really happening if it's a shit atmosphere. If it's a fun atmosphere, I will be very talkative and very cute and charming. But if it's shitty, nah, expect nothing. Um, so yeah, I have the ring Crew vlog that uh, follows my people around. When I say my people, my guys, especially JD Alpha, he's one of my boys. There's also Leland Parker, who's my other boy, and Cuzzo's my other boy. And those are the three that I am accepting as my boys. Um, I would do everything and anything for them to try to get them over into the business. That's just because I love what I do. And then everyone else I meet along the way, I try my best to get their name out there, help them with marketing and shit like that because I just love this business. We should all be eating at the same table. We shouldn't be trying to stomp on each other or trying to get over each other in the most fucked up of ways and that has happened in the wrestling business. So I try to make it, feel like, you know, everyone should be able to eat rather than trying to fuck over somebody just because you want their position, and that shit tends to happen a lot, especially in the indies, um, you know, I'm mainly, like, behind the scenes with a lot of things, so nine times out of ten, I know what the fuck I'm talking about, uh, if you ever doubt me or question me, that's okay, too, you can definitely do that, that's fine, um, but yeah, the Ring Crew vlog just follows them around, follows me around, uh, because I still want to be in the business even though I'm not signed with a company at all. It was fun to be signed with WWE and getting those uh WWE checks. So, you know, I just want that back. I just want that back. Uh, let's see. Aside from doing the podcasts and the vlogs, I also write my own wrestling scripts and I have that on ravagelands.com. Uh there's a blog on there that has a couple of my wrestling scripts that, uh, there's one that WWE never wanted, and then there's other ones for AEW, because I believe AEW needs a writer system in some way, shape, or form, just because they need to have their priorities straight rather than, like, jumping all over the place. Um, but that's gonna be, like, a whole nother section for, like, a, like, a whole nother time, because uh, AEW just has, like, a lot of flaws, that they need to fix and get over. And, you know, it's happening slowly, which is progress, but half the time it feels like they take two steps. Hold on. Half the time they feel like, well, not they feel like, it feels like. Half the time it feels like it takes two steps forward and then like four steps back. And see, this is me stumbling over my words, so this is definitely like an informal thing. Like I would have stopped this and like went back to edit and be like, just say that thing again, so that way it could be a smooth way. But you know, uh, not many people tend to talk smoothly uh, for some reason. Right now, I can't seem to talk. I could, but um, you know, that, that's what it is. But I still think that AEW needs um, a writer system or something. And I'm not talking about, like, let AEW have the writer system very similar to how WWE has it, where it's so micromanaged and these guys are reading scripts. No, I've never felt that a wrestler should read my script and uh, be like, hey, you got to say this or else. Like, no, who am I to tell a wrestler, hey, you got to say this or else? You know, it's my job to guide The character, it's my job to make sure that the character is getting over, the story is getting over, the crowd is into it. And if we come to a place in the character's story arc where we went into a corner, that's why I would ask them, you know, simple questions like, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your goals? Because at least from there, you could bounce off and you can definitely be like, hey... You know, we backed ourselves into a corner uh, You know, remember you said you had this weakness You know, we could probably insert that And make another layer to your character Because I believe that characters need to have layers If they don't have layers, they're going to go stale And it's like, what else can you do? But if we have a weakness that needs to be overcome Then you work on that, you add that into the storyline And bam, you have a brand new revitalized character And that's how I've always looked at it I've always looked at it as a means of making sure that the character is on the right path to what they want to tell, right? Because wrestlers tend to have their own stories because they're humans. Like, everyone has their own story. Everyone, uh, even if it's boring, you could try to make it, like, exciting. But every wrestler has their own story that they want to tell. And sometimes, you know, the weaknesses that they have and they want to overcome that, that's always the best story because everyone is dealing with a type of weakness. And, you know, if you watch that, if you watch a wrestler go through their obstacles and how they overcome it, that could be inspiration for you watching it at home, getting connected with the wrestler and the character that you could do it too. And I've always believed that good storytelling comes from a place of... Wanting to grow and wanting to make sure that, you know, life is gonna be hard, but it's the decisions that you tend to make can have it go easy or hard, and if you see like the characters on the screen doing it, and we're not, well, don't think they don't don't think dirty price for for what I just said, but um. If you see the the characters on the screen uh, coming, if you see the characters on the screen overcoming their obstacles, then maybe it could just be like you could do it too. This is why I don't tend to go live and like talk like this, because my brain tends to say the wrong things, and then I stop, and my brain is like, people are gonna like insert dirty joke here, but. I guess my charm would be, like, why you guys are watching? <laughs> that's, that's what I would think, so. Um, but, yeah, that's how, like, I've always saw, like, the writer's thing to do. Um, the writer's thing to do, yes. Um, I've always seen it as, like, I'm there to guide the character. I'm there to guide the wrestler. I'm not so much there to be like, hey, read this script because, you know wrestlers did not apply for a, a TV show. Wrestling is a TV show, but it's not, like, heavily produced, like, the HBO shows, the Netflix shows. Like, that's a whole different genre, even though it might be similar to wrestling anyway, but um, it's just a whole nother breed. So wrestlers, you know, didn't sign up to be the newest character on, like you know, your favorite TV show when you're watching a wrestling show. If that makes sense. So that's why I wouldn't necessarily give them a script to be like, hey, you got to read this or else. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't do that at all. And I learned that even though AEW does not have writers, the road agents and the producers that help put matches together That's sort of like their table of writers. But, you know, um, in the end, it's just not working out right because there's a lot of loose ends. Like, I know I didn't put it as a topic for like AEW, but since I'm talking about AEW, I guess I'll just dive right into it of like some of the flaws that would need to improve. Um, One of them would definitely have to be like, you know, now we have the influx of CM Punk is there. And if you guys know me, you guys are following me. I'm not I am no longer a CM Punk fan. So, like, you know, if I do mention him, it's only going to be in terms of what he's doing in AEW and stuff like that. Um, now we have uh, Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, who's going to have the probably the greatest run his last greatest run, probably. And then we have Adam Cole that just came in. And we have these three huge names. And sometimes I feel like, even though there's like this rotation of the roster, and the roster is so big that sometimes I think AEW fans forget that we have um, wrestlers who are there by appearance, Wrestling who... Wrestling. Wrestlers who are there that have signed a contract and then... um, I know, I think I I tweeted this out somewhere, but uh, mainly we have, like, the ones who appear, they get paid per appearance. So... They're not really AW contracted because they don't have the all-elite graphic to let us know that they are contracted. Like really contracted um, so technically if you really think about it to like the base fundamentals of like how many people are on the roster it's probably not that much everybody says that's like it's like a it's like a high 100 and something and that's because you see all these guys um, but I personally would not count the uh, the the guys who come in for just Pay per appearance I wouldn't do that um, Just because I'm like They don't have an official Contract per se uh, So Yeah um, But AEW has this rotation thing Going on where like If you're not featured on AEW Dynamite You're either on Dark or Dark Elevation Or Rampage I used to watch Dark and Dark Elevation No I used to watch Dark. Dark Elevation, I'm not really touching it at all. But um, AEW Dark was cool in the beginning. It was nice. And then now it's just like, you know, these really long sets of matches. And I'm like, if I want to go to an indie show, I can see the same matches there as I would on Dark, meaning the amount of matches that they have set up. Um, lately, it's been looking like uh, it's been shorter because they're on the road. But, like, during the pandemic, it was, like, 16 matches, maybe 20 matches. And I'm here, like, if there's nothing going on, meaning, like, no story, no, um, I guess, prep to, like, Take this AEW Dynamite, then like I'm not gonna be interested. Cause if if it's all if it's gonna be matches, at least you know make it exciting. And if I wanted to see 16 matches, I would definitely go to an indie show. Um, I don't need to see it on YouTube and stuff like that. Also, the thing about keeping the shows on YouTube and not really advertising it, like I think it's a big Miss Opportunity. Now, yes, AEW has been promoting AW Dark, uh, Evelation, and Rampage. But let's just stick with Dark and Elevation for uh, what I'm about to say next. YouTube is not a really good measurement to think that People enjoy dark and dark elevation. It's not like a standard to have like the measuring for if people enjoy it or not. Yes, I do see on my timeline a lot that uh, people enjoy dark and people enjoy dark elevation, but those same Aew fans need to remember that not everybody is on YouTube watching 24/7 wrestling. Like, no one is on YouTube specifically to be like, oh, I need to go watch AEW. YouTube is ground for, hey, did you see that stupid video? And if you saw that stupid video, you're sharing it with your friends. You're not sharing wrestling with your friends via phone and text messages and, you know, maybe, like, video call or whatever to be like, hey, did you see that match? No, you're calling your friend to be like, hey, did you see that stupid person? Because... In order to get famous and in order to get views and clicks and everything under the sun, you do stupid shit to get that. In wrestling, especially if it's like a TV produced, like AEW and, and the WWE's of the world, you necessarily will not have someone calling your phone to be like, hey, did you see the latest you know, thing in wrestling? It may happen. It can happen. I'm not saying that it won't, but let's just say that like 95% of people in the world are on YouTube to watch other things other than wrestling. So the 5% on Twitter that is always like, oh, just watch it on YouTube. Just watch it on YouTube. You do know there's other things to do on YouTube other than watch wrestling 24-7. You can watch wrestling 24-7. Not saying you can't, but let's not use that as a way to be like, AEW is putting on best hits on YouTube. And we could think of YouTube as like the how can I say this? We could think of YouTube as like the fundamentals of like how to grow as a wrestler. But I will only say that if you're willing to make content rather than just wrestling and having it on there. There's also that other narrative too that um if it gets a good reaction on YouTube then you know it's grounds for uh putting it on AEW dynamite. And I think that's a really unhealthy way of looking at it because technically yeah the wrestlers that they signed to AEW are all indie wrestlers, and they're learning the TV way. But, you know, at least have writers there to guide their character to make sure that they're over, and not just have them do it themselves with trial and error. And I know that um, people are are able to go to uh, all the coaches that they have, but... If you don't have someone like myself who doesn't wrestle, I've tried wrestling. It's not for me, and I've accepted that. Um, but someone like me who studied a lot of wrestling, watch a lot of matches, and break down matches differently than like anyone else, then you need that outside perspective like myself. You can't just keep having coaches who are certified and legit wrestlers help out other wrestlers to try to get their characters over. Sure, they've been in the business, like, forever, but how many of those certified, legit coaches are able to use social media to the ability that I can, to the ability of that, you know, those who aren't wrestlers and aren't in the business like that can? Like, I'm always pushing J.D. Alpha to use social media. Does he use social media? Not all the time. I have to kick his ass in order to do it. But he has put the effort in to try, at least. And that's all that's needed for new wrestlers coming up. And I don't think that um, having a match on Dark kind of helps that, especially when it's on YouTube. Sure, it's on, you know, Video On Demand. You can definitely go back and watch it. But again, who is going back and watching these matches? I don't think anyone is. It's that same concept. No one is calling you to be like, hey, you have to turn on AEW right now to watch this. No, they're calling you because they found a stupid video. It's the same thing with the TikTok algorithm. If you see something stupid on the TikTok algorithm uh, for the For You page, then you know you're sending that t- to your friend. And most likely it's not about wrestling. And I only make those comparisons because... um, there's this weird narrative that goes around Twitter and that goes around AEW, and it's like... It's like the Bible, as if it's true. Give me one second. Oh. Anything can happen on my show. I just felt a sneeze. So that's why I said give me a second. Now I don't feel the sneeze anymore. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, um... Wait, do I feel it? Come on. Marie Shadow Problems. Anyway, uh as I was saying, Jesus man. Um I don't think that um having your match on AW Dark that only gets shown on YouTube is very beneficial for the wrestler at hand. The wrestler's job is to think about wrestling, to think about the moves, and also to think about how to get themselves over, whether they're, you know, male, female, whatever. Um, It's their job to do that. It's, It's the job of a person like myself who wants to be in this business because... She wants to write stories. And, you know, if I ever had that opportunity, uh, my job would definitely be to make sure that everything that the wrestler wants gets over. I need to make sure that everything that the wrestler wants should be coming true. Um, I just don't think that we should continue the narrative of that just go watch it on YouTube, you know, go support this, go support that. But if there's no buzz, the next day to be like... You know, let's say on a Thursday, right? Because that's the only day that AEW is not on. AEW is on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. And Thursday is like their rest day. Why is there social media people not trying to put on their social media to be like, hey, you know, did you go watch AEW Dark? Did you go watch AEW uh, Evelation? And then promoting um, Rampage is coming up on Friday. But, like, I rarely see advertisements for, hey, did you watch this match yet on A.W. Dark? Or, hey, did you remember to watch A.W. Dark? You know, have some type of campaign for um, reminding people to go watch it so that way the numbers can increase um, and the algorithm can increase. But I barely see any of that. I barely see any money put into YouTube for the ads AEW Dynamite, and my YouTube is filled with, like, wrestling content because I have to keep up with, like, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I have to keep up with MOW, and I have to keep up with other companies. But, you know, those ads that get played um, on the YouTube videos, I never see AEW. So AEW, with all the money that you guys are getting, you know, why are you not putting at least some of that towards... YouTube ads and ads everywhere Um, I know things take time and stuff like that but it's easy to just tell YouTube hey I need you guys to put this ad um, on certain videos so that way it could be shown and that would be a very good thing to remind people to go and watch AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation they could definitely do it for Dynamite and Rampage but if Dynamite and Rampage are getting the ratings treatment, which we found out that it really doesn't work, but for the sake of this whole entire conversation, if we are using the rating system to tell people whether or not AEW Dynamite and Rampage are worth watching, then why not go out of the way, or out of their way, to pay for ads for YouTube? Because, you know, there's a lot of people on YouTube. A lot of people. And um, why not get those eyes on the AEW product? Why does the AEW product only have to have the eyes of the hardcore fans? Now some of the casual fans are coming over because you have uh, Brian Danielson there, you have Adam Cole there, you have CM Punk there. So those casual fans are coming over so that they get more fans. And then people who watch Roads to the Top are coming over as well. And I'm like, you guys are doing everything great. You guys are making a lot of great content. But you guys are not getting the eyes that you need. And it takes a very simple form to fill out, especially to have the YouTube ads. And the YouTube ads would add to the eyes on the product. If someone gets interested and they want to see you know, A.W. Dark, and they like A.W. Dark, then they might tune in for Wednesday. They might tune in for Friday. But you have that Thursday there that, you know, needs something. And your um, social media team should definitely be tweeting out to make sure that people are watching Dark and Dark Elevation and cheering on the wrestlers because we need to um, support the wrestlers and support everything, but it's the thing of, um, you know, why aren't you? Why aren't they uh, really putting in the work for, um, you know, making sure eyes get on them? Because uh, honestly, um, I do a lot of things, and I usually retweet here and there about certain things, but um, I'm just not going to. Put full effort in it. Um... Other than that, like... I know there's a lot more flaws that I could be talking about for AEW to fix. Um... But... I think I'm probably just gonna... Leave it there. Um... Because... While AEW is new... Um... You know, starting in 2019... They've... Did a hell of a lot. Um... You know they did a hell of a lot, but it still needs, um, it still needs to uh, get better. And I hate using that phrase. I I no longer like the phrase of "do better" uh, or just "better." It's uh, like I really don't like that, just because of everybody on Twitter being at each other's throats to be like, "Oh, you gotta do better." You can't fail, you can't be a human being You gotta be an angel and stuff like that Let the person be whoever they are, right? Because we once had, you know, back in the day We were like, you could be whatever you want You can do whatever you want, you know People fuck up Life, things happen But I really do uh, hate using any type of phrase That's like, do better, be better that's why I try looking for, like, alternatives. Just because, um, the discourse on Twitter has definitely soured that, uh, phrase. Um. Hold on. Um. So We talked about AEW I should have put AEW up there But I was like There's no news for me to really cover About AEW And then bam, look I found some flaws And that's what I do um, uh, I tend to find flaws In like, you know The things that I love And I give suggestions On how to make things better um, And stuff like that Um Um, hey, Kyle, what's up? No problem, man. That's that's cool. <laughs> I'll be here for a while. Uh, Vortex said, agreed, people spend quite a bit of time on YouTube watching a variety of content, promoting AEW, etc via ads on the platform, and social media will get the word out and more people will know about it. Yep. 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 Totally right. Um, totally right for that. Like, I just wish that, um, you know, uh, to me, it sort of feels like, uh, when AEW was formed. Um, so like if anyone out there, um, wants to like start up their own business and they take business courses to teach them how to do that and everything, they always tell you that you need a business, a business plan. Um, It's usually called a business plan or, like, a business proposal, and it's a bunch of pages, and on those pages, you write exactly what you want this business to do. You outline every single thing that's going to happen, even, you know, the budget and the money and what you see you guys in, like, five years and maybe three years and everything you want to accomplish, right? So you have this, like, thick little booklet of, like, your business proposal, and you're like, this is what I want. I want this into the world. This is my business plan. And it just feels like AEW didn't do that. AEW is winging it. Sure, they might have some people with some business knowledge because they're with TNT. After so many years, 20 years, TNT has wrestling back on the cable. The last time they had wrestling was with WCW, and that shit crashed. That's why we no longer had... Anything to compete against WWE, but now that we have AEW, it really feels like they're just winging every single thing. And sometimes you need a plan in order to um, make sure that you're on the right track. And this goes back to me wanting to be a writer and making sure that these wrestlers that I interact with make sure that their character is on point. Not every single wrestler is creative. I will say that now. Not all of them are creative. They all have the ability to be fantastic in the fucking ring. And that's great. But if you need help with promos, I can help you with that. I have been trying to help out my buddy um, Big Cuzo with his promo training, but I haven't gotten around to be like, hey, come over to the house. So that way, you know, I can help train you with that. Um, and that's not to say that you know, he sucks, but sometimes, um, you know, people need help and I don't mind, you know, doing the one thing that I love to help out, you know, the guys that I appreciate that put their lives on the line for me to, you know, uh, and stuff. Hey, Patrick, how's it going? Patrick is a long time friend of mine. I miss him. Um, But yeah, that's exactly what it feels like It feels like AEW doesn't have a business proposal Slash plan when they created this They were like, we're going to create a wrestling company And it's going to be the best thing And it is It's just that um, You know uh, Half the time you need a little bit more guidance uh, And everything You know Um, expanding your networks and expanding your personnel, um, you know, does wonders. And it's kind of... I don't want to say the word annoying, but, you know, I just want to know when they're going to expand their backstage personnel so that people don't have to wear multiple hats and, you know, people can do what they love. And, you know, sometimes... You might find something else that you can fall in love with with wrestling. That's why wrestling is so versatile. Awesome, Patrick. Awesome. And thanks for stopping by, man. Um, You know me. I don't do, like, live events as much. Um, So this is a very free show, a very different show from everything that I do. Um, But, yeah. Um... What, what was I saying about AEW? Um, AEW has its moments. AEW is good about uh, making moments uh, than any than like any other company there is. Um, they're really good at that. Um, they know how to connect well with the fans in terms of like um, in terms of like emotional. Uh, stories and stuff, so they have that. But other than that, yeah, expanding their personnel, um... I just, I'm waiting until they expand it. Because I would truly like to work for AEW, but, you know, um... I'm not, I'm not even on their radar. I think I am, but not, like, to the extent of, like, you know, where I should be. Um... But yeah, if I continue to stay on AEW, this whole thing is just going to be about AEW. Um, I do not have a time limit for the Marie Shadow show, so like I could go whenever, but this is just like the first test of me just talking and you guys listening, and maybe next time around I'll probably have some people on and see what happens. Um, but as you guys can see the scroll up on the top it tells you where you could definitely like find my stuff and, and whatnot um just to um hey square circle countdown how's it going uh just to see where you could definitely find me um and know when i'm gonna do this um this one was just like I just gotta do it I gotta press live and I gotta start talking and that's what I gotta do. This isn't like planned. Technically it's been planned for a while. Um, But what I can tell you right now in the middle of this stream is that Wednesday, I should be good to stream Watch Dogs Legion, the zombie DLC. So aside from wrestling, like, I really wanted to stream the uh, Watch Dogs Legion uh, because it is my show and um, anything can happen on my show. Hey, we got Jesse in the chat. Um, And we also... Yes, I, Jesse, I know it's you. <laughs> I, I know, I know. <laughs> How long have we been interacting on Twitter? <laughs> You're all good, man. Uh, welcome. And yeah, uh, I totally agree with that um, square circle countdown. Um, MOW is a great organization to be a part of. Oh, thanks, Vortex, for following me on TikTok. I didn't. I didn't even know you had a TikTok vortex. But well, but then again, alright, so so funny story, right? Like I wish that um my boy JD Alpha would have recorded this while like we were eating before we went to the MOW uh show. So this is gonna lead into Yes, Jesse, Discord and uh and, and Twitter. <laughs> but like Twitter mainly. Um But this little story is probably going to lead into talking about MLW because I'm done talking about AEW at the moment. Uh, Like I said, AEW needs, like, five fucking hours to, like, fix their fucking flaws and the suggestions that I will give them. Anyway, um... So... Uh... Oh, cool, Vortex. All right, so, uh... It's... Oh, I'll get to that in a moment. Give me a second. Uh... Oh, okay. Well, Vortex, you going to like this story. Um, so, it's myself, it's JD Alpha, and Ravage Dragon as well. Um, so, we stopped at, like, a little mini-mart uh, on our way to Philadelphia because we drove from New York City all the way to Philly. Man. So, we stopped. We got Burger King, and JD Alpha asks me, uh, how long you had your TikTok? And I was like, uh, not that long. I just got it. And um, he was like, well, why would you get it? And I was like, because Tama got it. And he gave me the only look. And I started cracking up because Ravis Dragon, who is my boyfriend, um, he got his for like a while now. And <laughs> yeah, JD Alpha is hilarious. He has his moments. Um, so, um, so Ravage Dragon has had his for like, you know, a good while. And the only reason why I didn't want to get it at the time is because he kept showing me really stupid videos that I was like completely turned off. And I was like, yo, I don't want TikTok. I want nothing to do with it. And then, like, you know, months ago, I was like, oh, maybe it can help me with content. Maybe if I put up my wrestling content, you know, I'll get known more. I'll get more more followers. You know, I'll I'll put myself out there. And that's exactly what it is. And so, um... Tama has it. And I was just, like, surprised that, like, Tama has it. And every time that Tama promotes his damn TikTok, he forgets about it. And for some reason... Tama has like once at the end of it. So I went to go search TikTok and I found Tama's TikTok and I was like, oh, cool, you know. Of course he has more followers than me because he's Tama, but I got it because of him. <laughs> and I'm here like, oh man, like I should have got it because of Ravage Dragon, but no, I got it because of Tama. Um, so yeah, we had that little exchange um, about like, you know, why I got it and like who made me get it. And it was Tama, other than Ravage. Uh, so, after that, we get back into the car, and we drive to MOW. And um, we got there a little bit late, so like I didn't get all of the uh, media press uh, scrum and stuff like that. But I did manage to get the video of uh, Hammerstone and doing that, which I probably should play that for you guys in a little bit. Um, and Myron Reed was there to take questions, too. I couldn't get in any questions because I didn't know, like, who was going to be there. Like, they didn't give me a list beforehand to be like, oh, these are the guys that we're going to have to be there. Um, I do know that I felt really bad because even though I said some facts on on Twitter um, about why uh, Jacob Fatu is going to uh, retain the title. Spoiler alert. Sorry, I'm not going to say anything else. But, you know, uh, just citing... With Duke If you guys uh, Don't know uh, Duke has This podcast Called uh, Duke Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast I was on it I should know this off the top of my head Um, But Yeah uh, I sided with Duke On the main event And now I feel bad Because I felt like I talked shit And now I'm gonna have to Make a podcast about it And be like I'm so sorry But yeah, <laughs> uh, Basically, it was to the point where um, I sided with Duke and saying that um, Hammerstone has the National Openweight Championship title of MOW and I was like, well, anybody can win that belt. You know, it takes skill and company faith for you to be the World Heavyweight Champion of MOW and then I followed it up with, I think I chose violence that day and I, I think I did. I chose violence. But Other than that, um, Square Circle Countdown has uh, a question. Which match did you think stole the night this past Saturday? Wow. Um, So this past Saturday was uh, MOW Fightland. You guys will be seeing the main event on Vice. And then I think you guys have seen some other matches too that same night. Uh, so October seventh is when you can see the main event. Um, do not skip the main event. The main event is probably the best match on the card. It was really good. Um, I enjoyed um, Davy Richards versus uh, Bobby Fish. That was a really good match. Uh, Davy Richards versus because um I think Davy wrestled twice. Um, can't remember the first guy, but I know like Bobby Fish was great. Um, you know what? I have my notes, so I can look through my notes. What am I doing? <laughs> what What am I doing, man? Um, give me a second here. I got like so many messages. Um, and yes, I will not give you guys any spoilers. Um, Emma W is like freaking. Amazing. The only thing I would have liked if they would have told us that they were doing MLW Fight Land tapings and then also MLW Fusion tapings, because I was getting confused. I was like, what are we doing? The crowd was like completely dead for like some of the matches. Other matches, they weren't like so dead and everything. But, oh, that's right. David Richards versus Tom Lawler. That dude. Uh, that was okay. I think I like Davey Richards versus um, Bobby Fish a lot more than David Richards versus Tom Lawler. Um, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't write. I didn't write the rest of the stuff that happened. <laughs> um, yeah, the Fatal Four Way uh, did steal the show. Uh, it's great seri- seeing uh, Tajiri back into the ring. Uh, he was um, a good uh, a good added bonus to that uh, yeah I didn't really uh, write everything <laughs> uh, because I was like too focused on like you know what was what what was this um, because like I said it was really confusing on how they did the fucking format um, but it was super cool to like, um, record uh, the interviews And then like I almost accidentally messed up Someone else's interview Luckily nothing bad happened uh, But yeah I almost Messed up someone else's interview uh, Yay go podcaster life Like That that seems like You know the thing to do <laughs> um, Luckily um, The chick didn't uh, like Get upset with me um, When I say Chick, I mean Candice. Luckily, she didn't get upset with me. Um, I don't know if she's gonna join the stream just to be like, "Hey, what's up?" But uh, yeah, Um, it was awesome to see him wrestle in ECW Arena again. I got to see him wrestle in ECW. Wow! So you must be old. I kid. <laughs> yeah, there definitely was a lot of dead spots uh, between the matches. Um, that's why I was like so confused with shit like that. And then um, while I do this, I'm trying to. I wanna. Um, what do you call it? Uh, I want to show you guys the the interviews because I couldn't. I could do that. Uh, so while I still talk to you guys, I'm I'm just looking to show you guys the interviews. Um, what do you call it? Uh oh yeah. So um you know Sean Ross Sapp never got back to me about like uh what injury TJP has. Um TJP is fine. Like this guy was not like walking around or limping or anything like that. <laughs> um <laughs> 38. <laughs> um so TJP is fine in injury. Uh Nicole Savoy was the one that broke. Uh, the silence on, like, what actually happened during the show, which was super weird. So, like, she had a really good match with uh, Holly Dead, and I guess at one point during the match, Holly Dead, like, kicked her so hard in the sternum that, like, at the end, I guess, after when spoiler alert, Nicole won. um, You know, she was left in the ring, and... um, There was this, like, really awkward atmosphere. This really heavy atmosphere. And we were like, what the fuck is happening? Why is she still in the ring? The doctors come in to check on her. um, And they call the ambulance and they take her to the hospital. So luckily, in her tweet, she said that it was just a bruised sternum and, like, nothing else. And that's a really good thing. Shauna didn't break that. Nicole broke that. Um, And then the other... um, Injury was that um, Well it could be a possible tweak Not so much of a um, Like injury per se where The person's gonna need surgery But when you guys watch The uh, The Hammerstone versus uh, Jacob Fatu Match, Hammerstone does tweak His knee um, And he does show a visible limp Um, And you know He tweaked his knee on a move That he does every single time um, and those moves that you do every single time, the tiny moves, they tend, like, the body is weird, okay? And even stepping into the ring and doing those moves constantly, it's fucking weird. Sometimes you get your good days and your bad days. I think he went for, like, some type of jumping kick, and when he came back down, he just, like, freaking tweaked the knee. And, um, he put a picture up on, uh, Twitter where his foot was swollen. And, you know, uh, most likely he probably just needs to, like, elevate it and stay off it for a while, and he should be good. I don't think he needs, like, any type of surgery. But again, Sean didn't break it. You had Nicole and Hammerstone breaking their own uh, injuries, per se. Um, And, you know, half the time I really think that if you are not at the show, if you are not covering the show, then don't comment on things you don't know. Other things that are legit, I will confirm. Other than that, if you're not there and you have your buddies there, like, you know, wait until the official word of the wrestlers so that way the whole stigma of... Um, <laughs> the whole stigma of, like, the dirt sheets can, like, go away. Like, there needs to be some type of fucking credibility when it comes to, like, reporting on stuff like that. But then again... I'm in a different boat because I am not going to go to my wrestler friends and be like, hey, give me the latest scoop. You know, um, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I I'm going to be the one to say it on here. Yes, I did call out. Sean Sat because sometimes it's like, you know, everybody in the wrestling community wants to hold everyone accountable and responsible for the things that they say. And sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't happen. But especially, like, if I'm there live and you just want to throw it out there, um, uh, you want to just throw it out there just because you don't like the guy. Like, at least show me evidence, at least show me proof that, you know, TJP did get injured. Um, Whatever TJP does on his personal time And whatever he says, like, his personal feelings or beliefs um, This might get me some heat But, like, I see him as a human being He has the right to think and say how he feels about whatever opinions he has And, um, you know, I don't think it was right to just be like Oh, he has an injury without confirming it and then all the amount of likes that happen because people are in their little world that he's a really bad guy, when he's not, okay? TJP has a different sense of humor. He really does. Um, If you guys really pay attention to his promo skills, you can hear it. It's laced in his words and his tone and stuff. Like I noticed it immediately when he was talking about his upcoming match with Davey Richards uh, for one of the MOW tapings like two weeks ago that I um, uh, that I saw and did a podcast on. And the way a person talks, their tone, their cadence, uh, the words that they choose, you could definitely tell what kind of person they are. It takes a little bit of training to get used to it and stuff like that. I picked it up... Um, just being around wrestlers and just listening to people and not really talking so much. And sometimes, like, you know, I do tend to over-talk. But other than that, like, if you pay attention to how they conduct themselves will give you a good idea of what kind of person they are. I don't think TJP is a bad guy. Uh, whatever TJP does, like I said, in his own personal time or whatever he says, it's it's on him. I go by the... Uh, The motto or the mantra Whatever you want to call it I go by the, you know um, As long as He treats me with respect And I treat him with respect And we're not like At each other's throats for something stupid We should be okay Um, Because I don't think that, you know He'll do harm And shit, like There's a lot of people on Twitter that would just get on him for the sake of getting on him because they don't, because what he believes don't fit their narrative. But aren't we supposed to be accepting of one another, right? Even if we have differences. Like, I accept people that have a different opinion on wrestling than I do, but there's certain things that they tweet out or say that I'm like, oh, I like that. Oh, I could support that. Like, Whatever happened to trying to understand other people's differences and, you know, just wanting them to be happy in the end and just letting them do what they love. And this wasn't supposed to be turned into like, you know, me defending TJP, but it's just an example of like tweeting something out that's false just to get the likes based on the fact that you don't like the person at all because he doesn't fit your narrative. Of what you believe That's like, okay, sure You know Um, Example I don't like pineapple on pizza Are you going to sue me? You shouldn't Because I'm fucking poor But, um, you know I just don't like pineapple on pizza That doesn't mean we can't be friends But then again, I I am half Italian So that's like a no-no Uh, but yes, I did call him out for that because it was fucking stupid. Um, yes, and uh, Hammerstone did, uh, tweet that out. Yeah, Hammerstone is an awesome guy, uh, especially when he was answering the questions. I'm like, oh my God, he's such a baby face. He's so sweet. And then, like, all of a sudden when he's in the ring, like, he turns into somebody else. I was saying that about Jacob too because, like, Jacob was, like, walking to the bathroom and shit, and I'm like... Yo, he's such, like, a gentle creature. And then, like, when he gets into the ring, he wants to kill you. I'm like, oh, these guys, man. These guys. Um, But, yes. um, Ms. Bad Jedi, thank you for stopping by the Marie Shadow Show. Thank you for stopping in. Um, The Dirt Sheets are definitely becoming, like, the TMZ of the world. Um, And, you know, there's no accountability for their reporting and stuff. Now, I will say this. I am thankful for FIFO to pick up um, the WWE story I shared with Perched on the Top Rope about like my first um, like, month at WWE with the whole WWE network and all that stuff. I'm very thankful for them to do that. But I'm only going to call out bullshit, especially when I know that if I'm there in person and I'm there live and I'm live-tweeting... Then, like, you know, you should listen to me. If you're not there, then shut up and go watch something else. If you're not there live, shut up and go and watch something, uh, go watch something else. Man. Jacob Jacob Fatu did a freaking springboard... Moonsault Like a fucking luchador And I'm And I popped I really popped I was like Oh my god What is this Like I I could see him do A moonsault A million times But like To see him do A springboard Sort of moonsault Man I was just like Yo this guy man This guy This guy is great Um And he's like Young too So it's like You know Amazing Um but yeah, I should definitely find you those videos, um, and I should definitely like take a break in a little bit. Um, I have no idea what I'm gonna put it as. Is it gonna be media source? I suck at live streaming, by the way. Like you know, I don't do this often. <laughs> I I really I really don't do this often. Um, let me see. Um, I did not get there yet, but thank you for uh, telling the world. <laughs> yes, Jacob Fatu did hit the Van Dammeator, but Miss uh, <laughs> Bad Jedi, we're getting to we're getting to uh, the G one in a little bit. <laughs> but yes, um, I'm gonna have a lot to say on that. Um, but first, I gotta get you these videos up <laughs> because. I wanna share them with you and on this stream, and then I will take a tiny little bit of a break. Uh, uh, Of course, I'll let you know. I'm just not used to it as much. Um, So wait, is this going to start playing? Show nothing when I play it right here. Oh, I'm using Streamlabs OBS rather than um, OBS. But uh, if I ever need help, then yeah, I'll let you know. Okay, so maybe it's not media source. Uh, All right. So you know what? Um, let me. Let me do this instead. Uh... All right, so I am going to take a quick little break. I will be right back, um, and then I'm going to see if I can try to get those interviews up.
2: It matter if I'm having the best wrestling matches in the world, if I'm not a team player who wants to grow
0: my brain and the brand of this company,
2: then I'm not that valuable. So I've done everything I can to help facilitate that process and uh, to help kind of ride the wave that is the buzz of social media, because we all catch fire for different reasons, you know, um, and when you got it, you got to take advantage of it, and I just want to continue to use that buzz to help grow this brand to the place I can. You know, I was this close to wearing a flannel shirt for the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hammer, with, I mean, with Fatou, Ponce is always lurking around. Is there a plan in case Kata decides to inter- inter- interject themselves in this match? Um, I mean, I think you kind of already answered the question. I don't think there has to be a plan because it's uh, it's how things have been since it's kind of been out of the uphill battle, I've been fighting this whole time, and to think I'm going to need a 100% clean fight would make would be me kind of be a big so, um, The
3: game plan is the plan, it's always been have eyes in the back of my head and uh, bigger muscles than everyone else in the right time. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're one of the faces of MLW, but tonight you have a chance to be the face. Are you ready to shoulder the company on your back? Because people might be modest and say, oh no,
2: it's a, it's a team effort, right? But come on, man, you know, you, you, you're ready to take MLW on your back. You got a big back. Uh, you know, it's something that on day one, that's what I want. Uh, not from an ego standpoint, but just from that. Those are my personal aspirations. So, I, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm ready for the challenge. I think my biggest concern is getting that poor security to championship cups. When you win the world championship tonight, are you going to unify the championship? Or uh, you know what? I, I'm a big believer in not holding opportunities. Um, I'm not I'm going to have to cross that bridge when I get to it. But whether, um, I, I want to maximize the, the championship opportunities for everyone in this company. I and mean, we have a lot of really hot young talent come in who are hungry to get their opportunities. And so I can't say exactly what I'm going to do, what decisions are going to be made, but uh, I definitely don't want to take a championship belt off the table um, for people that are vying for those opportunities. How would Steph Kelly do
0: you You
3: mentioned you and recent interview about how he's of you on uh, coming from the aspect of that and being to, to be a part of that a dream list for wrestling how does it feel
2: to be that and then also the potential of maybe wrestling Alex Shelley uh, I mean it's a huge honor um, uh, the first time I met Alex Shelley was actually probably about a year ago and, and he gave me that reaction um, very genuinely in person he, he, he almost acted like uh, not a wrestler but a fan of mine and it was, it was, it was really cool um, because he's someone I look up to and uh, now I'm getting to that phase where a lot of the guys who I looked up to getting in uh, have become fans of me and vice versa. It's a, it's just a, a great honor. It shows that all the hard work I put in um, is paying off. And that I want
0: to make that So you're definitely in great shape. You said you've worked really hard. Two days
2: in the gym. Can't for this moment too. But when it's all over, your great. You're in both titles. What's going to eat the shape I haven't had a, a drop of beer uh, in over a year, so oh. I, mean, I gotta say, um, what,
0: are you what, type, to have? what type of beer?
2: I, I don't know, is, is Kill Lifter popular in this part of the country? Who knows? Um, I, I, I don't know, whatever it is, it's just a vessel to getting drunk. And <laughs> whether that's a, that's a drunk celebration or a drunk piggy party, uh, I think it'll probably be happening, whatever the opportunity <laughs> You know, you're the A-side of the main event. The B-side is Fatou, the uh, World Heavyweight Champion. What do you think is going through his mind, looking at you coming in as a hot challenger to his belt? Uh, it's like I said, I think Fatou's um, thinking do what he's always done. He's going to get what he's always got. I think uh, he's had some incredible competition, but nobody quite like me. I think he's looking at this as just another title defense. while well, I'm looking at it as the most important match of my career today. And those two outlets are going to weigh heavily operation on mentality and our execution that's put forth this match. And that's gonna be the key difference for why I think that to be flexible. You had to ask what oh, uh, okay. there's a lot of great
3: talent there and happy weeks happy
2: 15 the and who's next on the list on your uh on conversation Oh man it's so hard because when you look at the young guys coming up and the guys like Kane and Alex Kane, and you know, these guys that are fighting to climb up the card, Basically the guys who are uh the Same spot I was, you know, maybe two years ago. Um, you can't help but want to work with these younger guys, but I will say, um, one of my favorite wrestlers oh. getting into the wrestling with David Richards to have him in the company is very exciting because that inevitable clash uh, is something that I never thought would personally be able to happen for myself. And now that it's a possible reality, I hope it becomes an existing reality. you
3: also a
0: different of wrestler, different
1: Okay, we have that. Um, that was the end of that little mini interview. Uh, like I said, I got there a little too late, so I was in the middle of um, of that, so uh, that's as much as we're going to get. Um, and then next is going to be Myron Reed. Uh, what they were doing for the media scrums were like five to ten minutes for like the wrestlers. I don't remember who they said they had on before, Hammerstone, but all I have is Hammerstone and uh, Myron Reed, um, so we'll go and look at that um, for now. Um
3: Talk about the one that like how that stacked against your arms that you know and I like to look at it I like to look at it like this, like it's stacked against all of it. Big night, it's a big night. You know, especially with it being on Vice TV. You know, got to perform. You got so, you know, a little excited,
0: so some nerves that come with that. Myron, listen, you're 24 and you're a champion. I'm 23 and I'm
2: behind the camera. What is it? What is your pro wrestling journey been like so far? From you know, going into pro wrestling and becoming the champion. Uh,
3: shit. I'm 25. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it's yeah. it's, it's I just 25 and 24 yeah. on your. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah I just 25. I'm 25. I'm 25. <laughs> 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 it's like little bit younger. But um, honestly, like, it's been a long journey. It's just, it just shows me that, like, hard work really pays off. Like, as long as you're believing in yourself and working hard, like, literally it doesn't matter what you are, you're uh, it seems to be able the
2: case that whenever, whether MLW or outside, people show up and, like, I want to wrestle my army and I want to wrestle my army, what's that like to kind of be one of those
0: guys that people come into a company and want wrestle?
3: I don't want to think about it like that, cause I'm still trying to fulfill my dreams. I don't want to, you know. Okay. It's like, no, man. We need you to uh, fulfill everybody else's dream
0: of wrestling you. Know, you know,
3: so I mean, I'm still in the state where I'm still trying to fulfill, you know, my dreams. Still trying to get that beat, but. Well, now, last time we that we had last time, we had retired, but
1: when
2: so young and in the professional wrestling industry uh, who do you think you need to do do you think you have your own style of wrestling or do you try to emulate somebody um,
3: that's a good question um, I've been doing this for almost six years so like I'll probably say like the first two years it was more of like just wrestling your idols and you're like I was trying to down but once you get to the bigger stage you start to realize like the more you separate yourself the, the bigger opportunities there looking like this guy or wrestling like this guy they're like okay well if you want
1: this i can just get this guy or you know what
2: i mean i can have this guy on my show you know so you, just gotta, you gotta be different it's definitely a must a quick follow-up you know the term middleweight is uh, famously associated with the uh former mma champion anderson silva do you look uh, look at him uh, you know uh to you know in a sense emulate his stances because you know you are the mlw middleweight champion
3: yeah uh man, the crazy thing is, is when he was, like, on this tear, I wasn't really watching it. Like, I just got into it lately. So, like, is like, my guy right now. Really. So, like, I'm, like, that guy's the man. Like, right behalf the guy he is, like, you know, I mean, I'll, be, I'll be good. So, know, yeah.
2: just like Adesanya, are you big
3: into
0: anime? Yeah,
3: yeah. Not really, but, like, one of my friends turned me on to it, so, like, I started watching this, like, it's called, like, Baki Han or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just yeah. I don't know how I feel about it, though. Like, the first couple episodes were, like, Weird for me, but like after that, it's like it's slowly getting, it's slowly getting. So, you know, I have to go there's so many good wrestlers in that tournament, bro. Like I just want to wrestle all of them. Like I wanted to show what I can do against anyone. Like different style, same style doesn't matter. For all your hard work. You sure These great people deserve to be on the stage. What, what's the routine like to get ready to them like this? You mentioned when they are nervous, going to be part of it, but what do you do to get yourself settled down so that when the lights do shine, you perform the best? Uh, shit, I, like I will have like shows like i will be like two years and I'll, I'll go to the show and like I'll be like I'll go out there and I'll be all nervous and stuff, and then like I'll go I'll go back and I'm like, yo, yeah, you just took like two steps back, right? You're supposed to be progressive. But um, now I just tell myself like this shit's way bigger than you. So like you're doing it not you're not just doing it for yourself so like I can't be selfish and you know? like, I gotta put in the word regardless. It's awesome, like I'm just I'm just Talked about last time we talked. You mentioned uh, having that fucker attitude. Uh, yeah. Bringing that into you know this kind of new era almost of MLW with Vice TV and everything like that. Uh, do you still kind of really go about that mindset, or has that, has that kind of adapted, especially too with your good life changes from the personal perspective? Well Yeah, after. yeah, but like after like, <laughs> if you go about it professionally, like you definitely gotta stand up for yourself. got some balls. Right. But right. like. Definitely go about it professionally. Uh, but I still stand by that. <laughs> Alright, <hell> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you balance the, the uh, aspect of you know social media is the huge thing nowadays with health and your brand but also the brand of MLW? How do you balance that up for your career and also for your personal life? Um, honestly social media is a lot, so like especially when it comes to family and stuff like that, like for me I just try to like when I'm on social media, I'm liking what I see for whatever I'm on, I'm posting like whatever I need to for the day, but like, other than that, man, like I try to stay healthy and enjoy my kids, enjoy, you know, fiance and everything like
2: that. Well, so. right, you know, after tonight, you know, if you emerge, do emerge victorious, uh, where do you think is the next step for you in this company or possibly elsewhere?
3: Right now, it's not really it, but when I go up tonight, when I win tonight, uh, I just want to wrestle whoever earns it, the best, you know, where they got from take them down one by one like a dominoes. Speak to about, like, obviously the four-way and stuff, but could you speak a little bit more to wrestling Tajiri tonight, him coming in, because he's, like, just going to, uh, yeah, that kind of talent and uh, his expertise coming in, too. I
0: get
3: to learn, man. That's, that's that's the biggest part about it. Like, I'm super excited to learn tonight. That's that's the biggest thing. Win and learn. You know, yeah. not lose and learn. <laughs> no. <that's laughs> <the thing. laughs> so I learning, unless you've some when you started. Um confidence. Confidence is the biggest thing in wrestling life. Um, you can be a okay wrestler, but if you got confidence, you're gonna think you're good. You know, it's, just, it's how you it's how you go about things. So that's really good. Do you go by the mentality too, kind of not just for you, uh, but others, like to kind of think until you make it to? Like hey, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that definitely goes along with confidence like you just gotta believe in yourself you might not have it now but you gotta in your head you gotta believe you're gonna one day have it to manifest that so like that's very important listen you're in tremendous shape you obviously trained yourself a uh, uh, ton to get ready for this but yeah. I've asked everybody here what's some cheat meal after the event's over to kind of celebrate your victory I'm going like, I ain't a lot to you bro I eat cheat meals every day <laughs> <laughs> what's the specific one for the <laughs> Um everybody keeps selling the pretty cheese oh. so I I'm not from here. Like, y'all probably like now Tony Luke's tired of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not from here, so I'm definitely going to give it a shot. Do you
1: know from where Gino's house? I know
3: a lot of people like Tony. Honestly, I don't know. I Recommendations. So Jim's on South, and Tony Luke's is good. Those are my two. I heard about Jim's. Yeah, Jim's on South. So did you coming out? Yes. <laughs>
2: Top-part that you'd like to Like you know, with what you said, following up with the—how uh, important do you think building your brand outside of pro wrestling is? With your, uh, with you being so young.
3: Um, it's it's a learning experience. Uh, it just teaches you how to run a business. Like for me, it's important, super important, because like wrestling's is my job. So like I got to take it super duper serious. Like I quit my job like a year ago for a reason. So like it's like a it's slack. Like, <laughs> and music doing what you're doing together? How does music and wrestling have Yo, like, so, when I was younger, before I even started wrestling, I was, like, going backyard wrestling stuff, so, but, like, what inspired me to do that was watching a you know, music video of wrestling, whether it was wrestling other backyard wrestling or, like, Tommy Juice like that, right? That's what I was watching. I was, like, I, I was already a wrestling fan, like, I super jacking up to the WB. <laughs> but once I found that I was like okay got start from the bottom but get there one day what video games have you been playing recently don't lie to you Uh before I stopped I was playing Star Wars Battlefront mm-hmm. too. but my PS4 like they kept like getting too high like every time I get on it now it's like 25 minutes it's like PS4's hot so like I can't even play it so like, the last half, and a half, I've been working, working on highlight videos, trying to get better at um, graphic designing. Like, you never okay. know. Like, yeah. You okay. never know once. So you're creating same, your own you know highlight I
0: mean? packages, dropping them on Instagram, YouTube. Yeah,
3: so if I'm working towards that, like, if I'm working towards that while I'm 25 and I get 45, 50, and I'm, like, super-duper good at this shit, I'm, like, I can go behind scenes. And just, you know? Yeah. That's the you
0: do it. That's awesome. Cool. Amen. Hey, thank you guys yeah. for me. Thank you.
1: All right. Um, I forget how long those things are. Like, it felt a little bit longer. I can't hear it. Um, I It's not playing through like, my speakers, but I know you guys can hear it. Um, but other than that of, like, the two interviews I was able to catch, um, it was nice to actually meet uh, Alicia Atute as well. Um, and, you know, just tell her that I'm proud that she's uh, gotten into the ring and learned how to wrestle Uh, For like a little bit um, And stuff So um, I told her that uh, Just because I mean it was nice Just talking to her For like a little bit It was cool I have a picture with her I put it up on uh, The Twitter side I also took a picture In front of the ECW mural Where it's like It's in the men's bathroom um, But everybody goes Into the men's bathroom In order to uh, Take a picture Of the wall There And I thought it was like Where the locker rooms are at But no It's in the men's bathroom um, overall, the experience, uh, working with MLW has been fucking great. Um, everyone was cool. Um, JD Alpha knew everybody. Of course he does. Um, and one day I would like him to wrestle for, uh, ML- um, MLW as well. Um, you know, uh, there's people that I knew that was there that were managers and wrestlers. It was great to hang out with Homicide again. Homicide is a cool dude. And even hang out with Julius Smokes. Uh, he's also cool. Um, there's also, uh, Tristan Tai, who's part of Contra. He's also a good old friend of ours and it was great seeing him. Um, cause I miss watching him wrestle. He's a really good, talented, uh, professional wrestler. Um, who's of Asian, Asian descent. Uh, I, you know, for me saying that he's a longtime friend, I don't even know. Uh, what exactly he is. But then again, if his name is Tristan Ty, then I'm guessing he's, he's like, Ty. But don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> uh, but he's, he's a good person either way. Um, I like uh, enjoying the time that I had when uh, we were all together uh, years ago wrestling for different companies here. But, like, like I said, I don't wrestle, but I follow, I follow these guys. Um, yeah, there was uh, some pretty cool guys there. Uh, Square Circle Countdown was definitely there too. Uh, our meeting was kind of interesting where we sort of like looked at each other and we were like, it's you, and it's you. And it was like, yeah, uh, we were there. Um, so I got to sit where Hard Cam is at and that was like super cool because they give you like the lounge, but it's not really a lounge. And, you know, I would have been fine there, you know, with the angle that I had, like it wasn't too bad. Um... Nothing would have gotten obstructed. But um Mike who's like the super cool I guess events guy that's there, um, you know, asked me and my team if we wanted to sit there or sit up front and we were like, I would love to like, you know, sit up front. So we were able to sit where the hard cam was at. Um and then the funny thing too is that if you guys saw my tweet about me tweeting out the A plus boobs that uh Philly had, uh Big Boob Girl found my tweet, and um, she retweeted it with a photo of hers and said that she felt like this tweet is about her. And I was like, I am so guilty you found me out. So that was a pretty cool, interesting interaction. Uh, Luckily, she was cool with it. uh, that I was just like, yeah, these these girls here have, like, A-plus boobs. Like, there was just something different. It's not like New York chicks in a way. Uh, where they tend to try too hard uh, to try to be sexy and to try to be themselves. Uh, But that's not the point of this live stream. Um, But other than that, the MLW Fightland taping experience was definitely something different. It's very different from AEW, uh, and I went to the Dynamite in Newark. Uh, By the way, the Prudential Center is the most stupidest, suckiest center around as a venue. Really stupid. Uh, You guys got to change your outdated policies. Um, So, MLW Fightland was really nice and welcoming. Everybody was cool. Um, I would love to do it again. Uh, Most likely, I'm going to do it again. Um, And just interacting with them and, like, see how far I can help them out with things. Um, MLW does not get enough coverage, and that's totally fine. I am ecstatic to be covering MLW as a female in this business. So, you know, I don't care. I'm taking all the opportunities that I can. And, you know, I'm going to break down matches and give suggest- suggestions and, you know, do it my way. Because when you do it your way, you tend to be a lot more happier and a lot more loving the the product that you love. And the product for me has always been professional wrestling no matter what. Um, and now we could definitely move into... New Japan Pro Wrestling, the G131 Climax for today's episode. I'm not going to go back to talk about the other nights. That's going to be a whole nother live stream, probably, and maybe some individual podcast episodes on the Square Circle Podcast, both in audio form and in video form. Uh, but I'll plug in my stuff at the end of everything. Um, I guess at the end of, like, Q&A. Um, man... The New Japan decide that this was going to be the night that they decided to put it for free? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you did not have to get a subscription to New Japan World. If you guys go over to njpwworld.com and get a subscription, it is $9.99 a month. And it's definitely way better than the WWE Network. So, you know, this time around, you could have watched it for free. I'm guessing the whole entire show. I think they—I hope they didn't do, like, just the 30 Minutes. But it's a free show that you get to watch. It is to encourage you to buy the subscription. I highly recommend you buying the subscription. So that way, if you need a New Japan Pro Wrestling buddy to keep you up to date on New Japan stuff, you got me. You got Marie Shadows. You got the storyteller. So you guys should probably go do that. I get no commission from plugging New Japan in. I just love New Japan Pro Wrestling because they make sense in their storylines. They make sense in their storylines and I am able to articulate and tell you guys what's happening with the stories. And Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton does an amazing job as commentary. And you know, they help me out to understand story, but I take it a step further to be like, all right, let's break it down to the very bare bones of why we're doing this, and the actions of the wrestlers of why they're doing what they're doing, with the moves that they're doing. If you guys have not checked it out yet, I did do a deep dive between Tama Tonga versus Sonata in their G1 match um, not too long ago. So go check that out because I really dived deep. And when I was on Tama's Island, you guys can go over to Tama's channel here on YouTube to go check that out. Um, I basically agreed with him that, yeah, I could definitely see... Tama versus Sonata as a full blown out, um, feud to have Sonata, like, I don't know, get fired up, you know, be interesting because sometimes he's not interesting and other times he is depending on like who he's facing, like Sonata versus Chase was a very good match. And speaking of Chase, I guess this is going to be my segue into, uh, the opening part of New Japan pro wrestling, uh, the G1 31 climax. Chase Owens has the biggest match of his fucking career, taking on the ace, Tanahashi. Tanahashi is a fucking legend. We're not going to deny that. Um, And Tanahashi has done so much for this business that it's like, it's Tana, right? It's Tana. Who doesn't want to go, like, grab a burger with him and then also, like, go to his stylist and then, I guess, play air guitar, even though, I don't know, I feel weird about playing air guitar. But I'll shut up <laughs> about that part. Um, but uh, Chase has a very good match with uh, Tana. Uh, back and forth was good. The counters were good. It felt really good. Um, and I know Tana was probably like at ease because whenever he faces Bullet Club, Bullet Club is everywhere and anywhere, and uh, Bullet Club uses the numbers to their advantage. But this was a very clean fight and a very clean win. Um, I had no expectations about, like, if Chase was going to win or not, but he managed to pull up a victory. I should say pull out a victory rather than pull up a victory. Yes. I have great control of the English language. Um, but uh, Chase managed to get a... Victory Over Tanahashi By doing his finisher And it was by finisher And that's the package power driver One, two, three And Chase gets his first two points Of the G1 Now here comes my conspiracy theories You guys gotta like Sit in for this Make sure you have snacks And make sure you follow along with me Too bad I can't like Use the whiteboard and be like Someone draw this out for me And let's do this But let's do this after I take some water. Oh, by the way, I am wearing Jay white t-shirt right now for this live stream, uh, which is very fitting, very, very fitting anyway. Um. Okay, so, even before the G1, Tama was very, like, he wants to be in the G1, he wants to be in the G1, and New Japan granted him to be in the G1, and Tama has been fucking phenomenal during the G1. He has. Okay, but... For a while, Tama has been saying, why is Jay White not on the G1? And then Jay White having his comments about, you know, cutting people from the group and doing this and that he calls the shots and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Tama was like, you know, yo, remember, like, who brought you in and shit like that? So now I'm starting to think, like, the last time Jay White was so quiet on things after he had a very amazing nine-minute monologue after, unfortunately, losing to Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom. And then he had the monologue, and then he was quiet for a month, and then he came back. Which, by the way, all of my theories are stuck in kayfabe. Nothing is, um, nothing that I ever think about or even to say has any personal stuff dragged into it. So whatever personal stuff that goes on in each of these guys' lives is, is there and I protect that, and I keep that confidential, like, you're never gonna hear me bring something personal into a kayfabe thing. All of my theories are kayfabe in, like, wrestling, and that's it. That's what I do. Um, it's just to protect them and to protect everything else, because it's none of my business what they do. But it is my business, uh, for talking about their wrestling characters. Anyway. So, lately, ever since, uh, Jay mentioned that, uh, he calls the shots around here and he was saying that because Ishii still wants a title shot and all that. And then obviously Thomas is like, yo, let me remind you that I brought you in again. Jay White has been very quiet about things until Chase was like, Hey, I'm going to be fighting Tana. This is like the biggest match of my career. And Jay White pops in and Jay White is all like, Oh, it's easy to, to defeat Tana. And, Chase is all like, you know, call me. And I guess they called each other and they strategize. And bam, this is what happened. Chase Owens gets a victory over Tanahashi via his finisher, the package power driver. And that's very significant because Jay White has beat Tanahashi. Chase now beat Tanahashi. The only person that has not beaten Tanahashi is Tamatanga. Tama could have beaten Tana, but he decided to let the adrenaline take over and not capitalize on that big, powerful move he did to to Tana and took a little too long in order to go for the cover. And I believe Tama lost via crucifix. I'm going to have to go back and watch it because that's another match that I have to go and uh, talk about on the Square Circle podcast uh, because that match is definitely worth it. Um, and usually, since I'm not doing, like, a full-length um, review of the G1 Nights, I will have to say for this one in particular, for the 10-4 Black A1, that Chase Owens versus Tanahashi is definitely a must-see match because of the outcome, and then followed by the honorable mention of Tana versus Evil. <clears throat> And that's like the format that I've been doing to try to catch up with the G1. And if it wasn't for Chase pulling out the victory, then I would have said Chase versus Tana would have been the honorable mention. And what would have took the place was Evil versus um, Tana. Evil versus Tama. There's Tana and there's Tama and like ah a God. Anyway, um, yeah. Chase Owens pulls out the biggest, most historic moment of his career and of New Japan history, defeating Tanahashi. Like, no one had that on their bingo card. I didn't have that on my bingo card to have Chase pull out a victory and getting his first two points on the on the card. Um, but I guess talking to Jay White helps, right? Um, you know, sometimes people are like, what has Jay White done for Bullet Club? Uh, Jay White just... Helped Chase get two points for the G1 Helping out Bullet Club uh, But yeah, you guys know that Jay White is one of my favorites So I'm gonna defend Jay to the best of my ability uh, Like, no matter what um, Anyway, uh, other than that We have, right after that match Right, right after that opening match We have Tama versus Evil Oh, man. Um, Somebody should definitely cue in the phrase of... Bullet Club is fine. So, Tama versus Eva was definitely a very good match. Uh, Of course, Dick Togo doing, you know... YouTube, that's his name. YouTube, do not, like, strike this video down. But Togo doing Togo things... ...meaning that... ...interfering... ...and there's been a lot of... ...interference from Togo... ...which is kind of annoying... ...and I'm still trying to figure out... ...a very balanced way... ...of... ...making evil work... ...um... ...and I don't mean work as in like... ...wrestling and like work rate... ...but like the character itself... ...making it work because... ...Togo is definitely bringing down evil... ...I mean... ...hell... ...like... ...if we want to compare like... ...supernatural wrestling characters to, like, evil? Why did I say that? If we want to compare, like, the supernatural characters... So, like, when Undertaker was around, Paul Bearer did not, like, interfere as much as Togo did, right? Like, that would, that didn't really, really happen. Um, when Kane was around and he had Paul Bearer as well, Paul Bearer didn't, again, in, did not interfere as much as Togo. Um... I mean, I was going to bring up Bray Wyatt, but then I'm like, yo, Bray Wyatt didn't have a manager in his corner. But, like, managers are supposed to know how much is enough of interfering in matches. And I think that the more times that Togo interferes in evil matches, waters down what evil can be. Um, when, they, when they keep on trying to push... The most mid of two evils. <laughs> when they when they keep on trying to push the most mid of two evils. Oh my god. Um, look man, I wouldn't consider evil to be mid. I I would only consider e- evil to be mid because Togo is with him. If Togo is not with him, Evil is not mid. Evil can definitely be a top contender. I'm still trying so hard to figure out how the fuck to like repackage Evil to be Evil and not have so much Togo interference, and it's it's draining. Cause I'm like, I don't I don't know what I don't know what Evil wants to do. Um, this is where my writing skills will kick in, and I will definitely be like Evil. Tell me, like, your strengths and your weaknesses and, like, what goals you want. And, you know, if he tells me he wants the IWGP championship, I'm going to be like, no, why don't you just make up a new one? Like, um, let's not go after the title. Let's let's, let's go after something different. Um, but other than that, like, sometimes I think about it to be like, how can I... It is management. Um, It is. And Gato and Jado needs help. And if they need help, I'm there to help them. Uh, I don't mind booking with them and, you know, trying to, like, make everything make sense. Um, I just don't think uh, having Togo interfere 24-7 is a very good look for evil and a very good look for the house of torture. like, okay, for example, if we're going to get into the match, right? Um, I'm probably going to get into it deeper when, like, I do it on my own for the Square Circle Podcast. For this live stream, I'm talking, like, really off my head. But um, in the match, right, and I'm skipping all the way to the ending, the lights go out. And the first thing that Kevin Kelly does is, like, who, sh- who shuts off-, off the lights? We already know that Togo probably already did it. But, after the lights are shut off, and then when they come back on, you see Togo choking out Tama. And by the way, why the fuck would you try to choke out the true leader of the Bullet Club? Um, Why would you want to choke him out even though it's a wrestling match? Like, I would think that at one point, Tama's, like, gonna go into Togo's, like, hotel room and, like, beat the shit out of him. Like, I would love that. If he does, like, you gotta record it. Like, I gotta see that shit. Um, because it's like, why the fuck would you do that? That's like stepping over the line. Like, you know, I would've personally had, like, a meeting with him and, like, kick his ass out and be like, yo, I know that it's a wrestling match, but, like, don't fucking do that shit. He's not the enemy. It's, it's your own fucking teammate. Um... And he's the one that approved the House of Torture. And you're going to go and, like, strangle his ass. Come on. Like, what the fuck? Uh, But that's that's besides the point. When the lights come on, yes, we see Togo choking uh, Tama. And then uh, it's revealed at the end, when after Togo does the fucking low blow and does the roll-up and gets the victory, we know that show was the one that shut off the lights I like this show I really do but you don't do that to Tama go do it to somebody else you don't do that to Tama um, and you know Tama has the like if you guys saw the new merch that GOD dropped and um, one side is the face of a gorilla and the other side is the face of a lion obviously the gorilla is in significance to uh, Tungaloa Um, And then obviously I'm just pairing the lion with Tama and I was like, Thomas, uh, Thomas, yes, Thomas, Thomas hunt better in darkness. What I was originally going to say was lions hunt better in darkness. So that could be like a little storyline tidbit or something that can be added on as a layer into whatever we're trying to do here, because I don't know what we're doing. Um, I really don't know. I have no other idea. Now, getting to Thomas' tweet about should he trust evil or not. He should keep an eye on evil. But you shouldn't trust Togo. um, Because Togo is the one that's influencing everyone and everything. Uh, from all of the distractions to make sure that his guys win. And I understand that. You as a manager, you want to make sure that your guys win. 100% agree, I get that. But, you know, your wrestlers that you're managing should have the skill and the whereabouts to get the match done on their own, to pull out amazing moves and make us remember things. Because half the time that Togo interferes, I'm not going to remember a damn thing. I'm just going to remember that he interfered, it was a bad match, why the fuck are we doing this? Um, Which I think it needs to, like, you know, slow down and stuff like that. Or at least, like, yeah, slow down. I was going to be like, or at least pull the reins back. But, you know, I really do think that Tama needs to keep an eye on evil. But... You don't trust Togo. Especially when he decided to almost choke your ass out. And it's like, you gave these guys a home in Bullet Club. You know, um, while I do say that Jay is the leader, uh, Jay is definitely the front man. And back when it was, what, 2017 in October? Or 16 in October? where Jay said that, um, you know, uh, he's never going to tell, uh, like, Tama and, like, Fale what to do because, like, you know, those guys aren't going to listen to him. So, basically, Jay is, like, the front man for Bullet Club. Um, and Tama is basically the one that, you know, I would think that Tama is the one to tell people, not really tell people what to do, but, like, to approve things. Because obviously, if we're going to have another subsection in Bullet Club and it's the House of Torture, yeah, that had to get approved. Um, I can see it working in the future. But other than that, I'm just like, yo, like, what else can evil do that won't be so draining or dragging, you know, like, it's evil. Like, if you're going to have a name, a character name like evil, live up to it. But don't do shitty things for cheap heat, you know, um, especially when like that one person that you try to choke out is the one that feeds you, you know, that that phrase of um, don't bite the hand that, that feeds you. Yeah, that um, the rest of the G1 B block uh, was really good. Uh, Jeff Cobb versus uh, Tai Chi was really good. Um, Jeff Cobb is amazing. Um, I really do love every time he does the standing moonsault. That shit is like, I pop for that shit all the time. Um, and I guess we could talk about like United Empire news. Um, I still want to know why TJP uh, sided with United Empire. Um, and one day I'll be able to ask him because I have like more in-depth questions about that. I'm not like... I'm basically indifferent for having TJP join the United Empire. Um... Aussie Open joined the United Empire. I don't know too much about Aussie Open to give, like, an opinion on it. So, you know, they're there. Um... Osprey does Osprey things. Osprey is coming to New York to fight the Amazing Red at House of Glory, which is going to be a phenomenal match. I want to see if I can cover that. Um just so that way I could talk to Osprey and, uh, hear his ridiculous, uh, slang phrases and verbs and verbs. Oh, I can't talk, can I? Words, not verbs. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, the Great Ocon has definitely grown on me. Uh, the Great Ocon, um, you know, uh, has put on a really good match against Zack Sabre Jr. in block A, so I'm really appreciative of watching his matches and stuff. Um, Jeff Cobb is incredible in the ring and at promos. Now with the United Empire, I don't know how to feel about that. Um, yeah, you know, the United Empire is all over the place... Um, Henare is still stuck in New Zealand, unfortunately. Um, I can't wait for him to at least, you know, come over to the States. Um, It's not necessarily uh, his fault. It's it's not his fault at all. Uh, I hate that this is live. I can't edit any of this shit out. Um, It's the countries and, like, the policies and shit like that, like... I would love to uh, have Hinari out here in the States and watch him uh, grow as a wrestler and stuff like that. And also in Japan um, for like the G1. Um, Japan is probably going to soon uh, be a little less strict with their rules for COVID, but, you know, it's still the same shit. Um, But, you know, the United Empire is spread out everywhere. Um... I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Jeff Cobb decides to, like, take over the United Empire, but I don't think Will is going to let that happen. Um, But, yeah, that's the state of the United Empire. Um, The United Empire has a bunch of great guys with great talent. Um, I just wish that um, we weren't in the situation that we were in because before um, Osprey got injured... And they were going full force together as a team in Japan, and I'm talking about the United Empire. Um, I really thought that they could rival Bullet Club in terms of storytelling. Um, I was getting super excited for it. I even mentioned it on uh, one of my podcast episodes. Um, it should have been it should have been when I was talking about um, going over night one of uh, Block A, where we had Tunga lower versus. Uh, the Great O'Connor, that was, like, the beginning of what I was saying that, like, it would have been nice to have Bullet Club versus United Empire. Um, and I wouldn't have mind, like, um, planning all that out and trying to get these stories up and running because you have Jay, who's, like, the best talker in the business, and you have Osprey, who wears his heart out his sleeve, and if you guys don't want to agree with me, Will Ospreay can really do some amazing promos and we can add him to the debate of being one of the best promo talkers in the business as well. So when you have Osprey and Jay going at it on the mic, yo, I could have created some shit between the Bullet Club and United Empire. I'm just waiting for, like, my fucking time. Uh, that's all it is. It's, it's waiting for the time. Um, but... I don't even know how I would have started everything, but it really felt like both of these guys were trying to make their respective divisions, like, in their own image. Since um, Jay White has the uh, Never weight Championship title, you know, to make that division in his own image and how strong and powerful that would be because he's definitely a strong and powerful guy. Like, you know, you want to follow him because you know that at the end you're going to get all truth. Um, I don't think that this dude is gonna be straight up lying to people and shit like that. Um, and the same thing with Osprey. Like, Osprey wears his heart on his sleeve, and, um, you can tell that you can, like, follow him and maybe get, like, some glory and, uh, greatness and stuff like that, um, in terms of, like, kayfabe and shit. Um, and when he was champion before he had to, like, drop the belt, um he was really trying to make the heavyweight division in his own image and what he felt was right. So you have two guys, like, doing their own thing, but eventually, like, their paths will cross, And that's how I saw in the future. Like, if I were to ever plan this out, both of them could go on these two parallel universes or parallel, like, story missions... Oh, my God, my brain, like, does not want me to find the right word. But story paths, let's say that. Uh, They're saying on two different story paths, but eventually they're going to cross. And that's what I would have liked. I would have liked to definitely uh, do that uh, for them Um, just because wrestling gets me excited and I love writing about it and talking about it. Um, But, yeah, Uh, I'm going to have to, like, put a pause on New Japan Pro Wrestling G131 black B, uh, for uh, the 10 4 episode. Uh, just go make sure to just watch like the first two episodes. Um, oh well, I could quickly say that uh, Yoshihashi versus uh, Goda was good, uh, and Okada versus Sonata was good, and I think that was it, or am I remember missing one either way. Um, this one for Block B was really good They chose a really good one to put it for free For you guys um, But remember, like if you enjoy The New Japan breakdowns that I give you guys Or even just talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Not only support me And the channel and everything else But head over to njpwworld.com And sign up for a subscription It's only $9.99 a month You're not losing anything It's way better than the WWE Network And way better than the Peacock Network Like, it really is You actually get to watch wrestling and get to realize how great of the storytellers that they are and how great the storytelling is. And then you have me as your companion to break down all New Japan stuff. Um, Okay, so I'll stop giving um, (laughs) a lot of free press for them uh, for right now. Uh, So I guess we can open it up to uh, Q&A if you guys have like any other questions. And then after that, um i will end the stream because i gotta go cook <laughs> um tell your friends about the stream because i don't i don't stream um this whole entire thing was just me talking about stuff and then tripping over my words and saying the wrong words and stuff and i don't know how this is going to translate to a podcast it's going to be very interesting um but yeah, let's see if we have anything. Um, oh yeah, Okada yeah 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 Okada versus Sonata. yeah I said that at the very end. Um, do they have a total of four or five matches? I oh, don't know. I think I covered that, all of it. Yeah, because it's uh, Chase and Tana, um, EVO and Tama. Um, Jeff Cobb and, uh, Taichi, uh, Yoshihashi and Goto, and then Okada and Sonata. So, yeah, I covered everything. I covered everything. Oh, my God. Uh, let's see. I'll say this again. Um, this is the first time that I'm doing a live stream. I don't necessarily do live streams, uh, just because I don't want to feel like... Oh, thank you, Vortex. Uh, (laughs) Um, I'm doing it by myself. I don't have a co-host as of yet. Um, I will not be accepting co-hosts at the moment just because like I like to control stuff. Um, the Square Circle Podcast is my baby and everything that I do is my baby. So that's just me. Um, but I wouldn't mind like next time around um, asking people to come on so we can have like a round table and just try to do that way and just talk about wrestling. Uh, the Marie Shadow Show is not a professional uh, show. It is basically... Oh, thank you, Ms. Bad Jedi. I totally appreciate that. Um, the Marie Shadow Show is definitely informal. Uh, you're speaking off the top of your head. You're just going with the flow. It's live. This is not edited in, like, real time and everything, And the only reason why I created, like, the Marie Shadow show, because it's different, uh, where we could talk about, like, anything, any topics that come to mind. Yeah, it would be basically heavily wrestling-related, but I do want to include, like, video games that I'm playing if I don't want to talk about wrestling, Um, just to get more eyes on my product and what I could do and everything else that I could do. Uh, There was times where I was thinking of, like, I need to write this wrestling novel that I'm doing, and I've been saying that for the past fucking, what, three years. It should be like three or four years I've been fucking saying that. And I haven't done it. And, like, that's one of my goals. Other than, like, signing with a wrestling company. So, like, if, I, if, I able, if I'm able to sign with, like, New Japan Pro Wrestling, that's, like, fucking great. I would love to. Um, if I could sign with AEW, I would love to. If I could sign with MLW, I, could, I would love that. Uh, so getting signed with a company is a goal of mine. Um, Finishing and publishing this wrestling novel that I've been talking about for like four, maybe three years is a goal of mine. Having friends in the business is always a goal of mine. That's an ongoing thing. Making friends on Twitter and having you guys come here to the YouTube channel, like you guys are my friends. Like it helps me. It really does. Um, even setting up Twitter spaces and just talking to the friends that I have that helps me. That's that's a goal. I guess the main other goal is like to grow, uh, to learn, and to get over myself and interview wrestlers. Uh, that's also another goal. I keep saying it, but I don't fucking do it. Um, you know, I'm trying. I'm putting in the effort, and I love doing it. And I love talking about wrestling, um, and I don't mind if maybe we could watch a wrestling match and i bring it down for you guys or try live commentary, but like everything is a work in progress. What I do every day is that like I go to sleep, I wake up in the morning. The first thing I do is watch wrestling and then I write it. I write it down. I take notes so that way my podcast episodes can, you know, sound very cohesive. It's not going to sound like this uh, but this is the great thing about going live and, you know, just talking from the heart. And that's what I've been doing from start to finish, um, talking from the heart and making sure that I cover my bases. And for those that don't like what I have to say or if, I, if I'm if i siding with someone that you don't like, that's totally fine, too. Let me know in the comments. But I'm still going to be me and I'm still going to stand by things that I believe in my opinions. And that that's what it is. Um And, you know, I love what I do. I say it all the time. I say it on Twitter, and I say it everywhere where they can hear me. Um, Getting to know that I made it in the business was definitely working at WWE. And unfortunately, WWE had to let me go within, like, three months because, you know, um, I guess they didn't like that I loved all wrestling. And then, you know, when I gave them honest answers and was honest Marie, you know, things happened. Um, But then there's a lot more opportunities out there for me to grow and spread my wings, and I wouldn't be doing what I do... I don't want to say forcefully. Constantly? (laughs) I still can't talk. I still can't talk at all. Um, But being able to do what I do constantly has to be a combination of thank yous from Ravage Dragon to JD Alpha to everyone on Twitter that I interact with, even to Vortex. You guys don't know this, but I'm always going to shout out Vortex. Vortex is the very fucking best person I know. Um, she has been a fan of, like, I'm going to say hours because before I did the Square Circle podcast, it was, um, you know, Ravage Lands Production. And Ravage Lance Production is a gaming... Um, family thing that I do With Ravage Dragon And we have games on there We're doing a whole month Of horror games And if you guys go over To Ravage Lands Production on YouTube Everything will be In, in the descriptions But like We met Vortex Over on a site Called DLive And she stuck with us Ever, ever since um, And I really appreciate uh, Vortex for doing that um, Vortex is a really great mod too So if you guys ever need her Um, you know, let her know. But, uh, she is an amazing person. Um, and she does do her best to help. Um, so, like, that helps. Uh, the people I meet along the way, like, to push me to do things, to... Because there's things that I probably would have never done. Because I'm such a lone wolf. That, uh, you know, things would have never got done. But I'm starting to branch out and, you know, be... Different and growing and learning to uh, talk to people. Like, as much as I love talking about wrestling on other people's podcasts, I do love interacting with them on, like, the outside and just talk to them because they're regular people. We all share the same passion. We all want to see each other succeed, and we all want to see each other eat at the same table. That's, That's, like, one of my biggest goals, to make sure that everyone along the way gets something of, you know, this prize that we're going for. My goals are different from everyone else's. My goal is to get signed. Someone else's goal is to not, but their goal may be to, like, have the best podcast in the world. Sure, I'm going to push your shit because you're cool to me, I'm cool to you, and I want to see you succeed. Um, So, yeah, you guys are getting vulnerable, Maria, and while I'm on there... Yep. Yep. That's exactly right, uh, Vortex. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I definitely appreciate that. But while I'm here, like, pouring my heart out, too, for, like, the first episode, right? Like, uh, you know, this... During this pandemic, you kind of realize, like, who's important and, like, who's going to be there. And I know that we're all suffering at least some type of, like, mental illness like we're just gonna put it out there whether it is that sometimes your brain overthinks whether it is that like you think you're not good enough or like whatever the case may be right because like I get there too like I overthink I've been overthinking since like I was born um I never really had the time to really like sit down and like go to a therapist and I guess like starting the podcast and like meeting people and just listening to people's stories and like doing this, like this is my therapy, which is a very bad thing. Uh, this should not be my therapy, but because I love wrestling so much and wrestling helps me get through, you know, shit that I think about. Um, you know, I just want to mention that wrestling saves people and, uh, we should be a lot more supportive in the community and we should be a lot more supportive with the wrestlers as well. Um, without them, there wouldn't be us. And without us, there wouldn't be them. Um, and they're just trying to get through everyday life like everyone else. Um, and I realized that um, I made it when I went to WWE. And this year, um, not many of you follow me like on social media and stuff like that. And I kept it quiet for some. And I know I mentioned it a couple of times. But, you know, in in May... Um, In May, I I lost my dad, and he was the biggest supporter of me in wrestling and, um, you know, pushing me to work for WWE, and he started me on the path of, like, watching wrestling. So that's why he's so close to me, and my passion has come out even further because um, even though he passed, um, I know that he's proud of me. He knows that I um, went to WWE before he passed. And me taking the picture at the ECW arena and the 2300 arena was like the confirmation that I needed it. So if you guys ever go on my Twitter and see that my dad would be proud, he would have been proud if I would have told him that I made it, Uh, even though I'm not wrestling, but just making it in the business to do something to help out, um, you know, to cover pro wrestling because I love wrestling. Um, and, you know, I love it because of him. So now it's more of, um, making all of my dreams come true. Uh, but he was a really huge factor into, like, pushing me. Uh, but when he passed, I was, like, depressed for, like, three months. Uh, and I feel bad because, um, I know that, uh... (laughs) I know that, like, a wrestler wanted to be on the on the show, and eventually I'll get him on here so that way I can uh, interview him. And then I had other opportunities lined up where uh, I would eventually have helped out with Mission Pro Wrestling and Thunder Rosa, but uh, all that shit fell through just because, uh, you know, I had to deal with uh, my dad and then, like, when he passed and shit and then being depressed for a while. But wrestling helped me, and... I really did enjoy the fact that I get to cover pro wrestling. Um, So don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't do whatever you want to do. Because I have my own path and I am a testament of doing what I love without, you know, burning a hole in my pocket because I met such great people along the way to help me realize to just be me and to just put yourself out there and eventually, you know, things will happen. And to be optimistic. Um, I don't know where this is going. I really don't. And this is like, I don't know if this is like a bad ending to this, but, um, or maybe not. You can let me know in the comments. Um, but I don't really share a lot of my personal life at all. Because it is Marie Shadows. Like, you know, I got to keep it kayfabe, right? Uh, but... I realized that this Saturday, last Saturday, uh, going to MOW was the biggest achievement of, like, what I do, and that's cover pro wrestling. Uh, the biggest one is obviously working for WWE, but the second one is definitely going to MOW, enjoying the hell out of Fightland, getting to meet other wrestlers and get to hang out with the ones that I know, And getting to take a picture in front of the ECW mural and, you know, being welcomed into that space made me realize that, yeah, I made it again. Um, So I guess the moral of this is that don't ever let anyone tell you different. If you are passionate about something, go and do it and make sure that you do it to the best of your ability And learn along the way. Don't be afraid to, like, you know, ask questions or do stuff. Like, there's times where, like, I, um, uh, there's times where I jump into things and, like, I fuck shit up, but half the time I'm, like, on the right path. So if anyone ever wants to, um, yeah, if anyone ever thinks that they're not going to be achieving their, their goals, just keep working at it. Um, there shouldn't be a time frame, and I say that now, but sometimes I think that there's a time frame on me, even though I'm 30, um, and I guess I'm just starting. I'm just beginning. But my passion can be seen throughout everything that I do um, and how I explain uh, wrestling to you guys and you know how I break it down because I love what I do and this is my bread and butter. There's nothing else that I know how to do outside of talking about wrestling (laughs) even though like i don't like wrestle (laughs) i try wrestling it's it's not for me um i don't mind doing the training just because it you know helps me lose weight but uh like i'm not gonna be in the ring and stuff like that so that's why i said i was proud of alicia for that um but yeah i don't know where this is going uh And I'm going to have to cut this soon, because I want to go cook and eat. Um, But I really do want to thank Miss Bad Jedi for letting me know that I did great, and uh, Vortex for letting me know that um, I also did great, and everyone else that stopped by. Um, If you guys want to, uh, hold on, let me uh, me read what uh, Vortex uh, said. I may not be knowledgeable or experienced or versed in all things wrestling, but I will still do my best to support friends and family. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Vortex uh, loves playing uh, video games, Um, so she has that. Uh, But when it comes to, you know, on my side, uh, yeah, Vortex, I'm going to make sure I I eat food. Um, I'm, I'm cooking. I'm probably making, like, fried chicken with, like, rice just because. Um, but I wanted to get this stream out of the way because it was fucking bothering me. My brain was like, yo, use, use your stream. Use your stream. Use, use your stream. And I'm like, no, but I don't know. Maybe, should I? And I was like, fuck it. So I did. And this is what you guys are getting. You are getting like 100% Marie Shadows. Because I've been told that I have a presence and I have a charm and I'm adorable. And if you think that I have a charm, I'm adorable, and I have a presence. Make sure to comment that down below. Just so that way I know. You know, um, I just gotta know these things. You know, I, I don't know. I tend to overthink about things, and I tend to overtalk. Um, and Ms. Bad Jedi also said that that's the thing. I want to believe that there is no expiration date for dreams. Uh, yeah, uh, there isn't. But society will tell you that um, there is. Uh Society will tell you that there are expirations for dreams, but as long as you stay the path and stay the course and you know exactly what you want, no one can deny you. The same way that I know that I'm destined to be in the wrestling business, even though I don't wrestle, but I can do a lot more other things and bring value to everything around me, then, yeah, I'm going to do it. No one's going to tell me no. Um, Yeah. Uh, This is going to be the end of it. So, again, you know, thank you guys for joining me for this first ever uh, Q... It's not even a Q&A, man. Like, it's just me talking. (laughs) Uh, It's me talking about wrestling, and maybe we could get some, like, life shit in here, too. Um, I do appreciate everyone that stopped by. Um, And if you didn't stop by and you're watching this on the replay, thank you for watching it either way. So, guys, let me hit you with my plugins because that is what I do best. Just so you know, I love doing intros, and I love doing outros, and I really didn't do an intro. Um, probably for the second show, I'll do an intro, but I love doing outros. All right, so here we go. I have no idea what the fuck I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, my God, I love this. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed that live stream, this is the first ever live stream of the, of the Marie Shadow show. I'm already fucking up. <laughs> this is the first live stream of the marie shadow show and it's definitely an informal show don't think about it being professional and all that kind of stuff if you enjoy what i had to say make sure to follow me at the following social media platforms make sure to hit that follow nope i'm already fucking up youtube don't have a follow button jeez that's the second time i'm following i'm fucking up We should have like a fuck up meter like on this stream so I could be like, yo, this is how many times I fucked up, but it's okay, you're here watching. If you enjoy my content on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button and even that notification bell so you never miss an update or a video or whatever I'm gonna do for the YouTube channel. And if you want to hear this on audio, head over to anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast. It's gonna be there. It's gonna be a weird thing. But enjoy it nonetheless. If you want to follow my newsletter, head over to actually you guys can head over to the Twitter page because Twitter now allows me to have the review newsletter that I have. You guys could just quickly hit that subscribe button there and you'll be signed up to the newsletter. So head over to Twitter, just at Marie underscore shadows. Yo, I got to figure out how I'm going to do my ending now. I have so much stuff to tell you guys. All right, so make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you think I'm worth it. Hit that notification bell so that you can never miss an update. Make sure to leave a comment about how cute I am or you know if you enjoy this. And if you do enjoy it, let me know. Because uh, Wednesday, I'm coming back with a live stream of Watchdog Legion. Uh, if you want to follow my Twitter, at Marine underscore Shadows, is where you can find me to talk about wrestling and to let me know how great I'm doing. And also on that profile, you can click the subscribe button for the newsletter to get further information to your inbox about wrestling and to know when I'm going to go live. I do have a TikTok. Follow me at Marie underscore Shadows on that TikTok as well. And if you want to take it a step further, head over to Patreon.com forward slash Marie Shadows. Because guess what, guys? We're making wrestling memories. And this stream is definitely a wrestling memory. Uh, so it will be up over there too, and I'm definitely going to have to figure out a way to do my outro. As soon as I said I love doing outros, I fuck up the outro. Welcome to the Marie Shadow Show, ladies and gentlemen. If you enjoyed this episode, you're listening to the Marie Shadow Show with your host, Marie Shadows.